So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today we have um, somebody who I am super excited to talk about because I think on top of all the help that she does for her patients, she sh- she shares a very similar mindset as what we have at Athletes Central in terms of all boats res- rise for the tides. It's actually how I even know who she is. She's very collaborative with other healthcare providers. She wants to be part of the health and wellness community as she, she recognizes that that's helpful for every patient involved. So um, I don't want to go too deep into that without her giving a chance to explain her story, what she does, and how she helps, it, how she tremendously helps all of her patients. So um, without further ado, I've got Dr. Carolina on the podcast. She's the owner and founder of the Wellness Connection. Uh, Dr. Carolina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> so uh, can you give me a little bit of a background about who you are um, what do you do? What is the wellness connection? And, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So many good questions. Let's, let's jump in. Who am I? I'm Dr. Carolina. That's how my patients or clients know me. I, um, founded the wellness connection. It's, you know, as I describe it, it is this healing sanctuary. Like if I wanted to be cared for, I've created it in such a way that it, um, is just a place that feels like home so that as someone's going through the healing process, they feel like they can come in and take a deep breath. Um, And so in the wellness connection, I see everyone from babies to the young at heart and, you know, everything in between um, and just really excited to serve the community. That's amazing. So then with your practice, um, what can people typically expect? So um, you're a chiropractor by trade. And then um, I thought it was really interesting. Well, before we dive into some of like the techniques that you do for the chiropractic care and everything, um, I thought some something that you said was real, that was really, really interesting is um, you work with people who essentially have put their like health on a shelf, right? Or that they um, are on the verge of burnout. I think that's a super unique um, demographic to kind of target, I guess you can say, um, kind of explain that to me. What is, is, what are you seeing with that? And why is that something that you like to work with? Yeah. I mean, there are so many people that are chasing their dreams and they are going after the things that make their heart beat, right. The things that get them up in the morning and they've kind of put their, their health on a shelf. Like I've, I had mentioned before, and I figure they'll get to it later. Uh, whenever later is in the meantime, they might be having these aches, these pains, their body is talking to them and they are using things to make their body be quiet. 
whether that's over-the-counter pain medication, creams, ointments, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, just to keep going. And they also might be doing uppers and downers, things that help them wake up in the morning, like coffee, and then things to help them go to sleep at night. And so they're on these this cycle where their nervous system is very dysregulated. Um, and so they, you know, I'm... I love to take care of people like that because they have so much to offer the world. And if they are running on fumes, they can only access a small part of who they are. And Mm. so, you know, my, uh, it just makes me so excited to be able to take care of, of someone like that, because I know that when they are really, you know, running on all cylinders and they really aren't close to burnout or dancing with burnout, they have so much they can offer the world. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. And you're, you're, you're spot on. There's, um, and, you know, I see this a lot in the healthcare industry, actually, where you have a lot of people who, and I'm not talking about patients at this point, I'm just talking about healthcare providers, yes. right? Like, uh, people go into healthcare because they want to help people, right? And, um, unfortunately, people give so much of themselves without feeding back into them, right? Um, so do segue from that, uh, with the increases of just, chaos, we'll say, that has happened since 2020. Uh, you've got more people working from home than before, which is definitely definitely has its pros, right? For sure. Hands down. Um, but some of the big cons that I see with this, and I and I and I say I see with this, and what I talk about, what I'm talking about there is my patients that I have the opportunity to work with. Um, it feels like it it comes uh becomes much harder to disconnect from work. Um, you're working pretty much like all day because you don't have that natural barrier. Um, you're not getting as much human interaction, um, which is a thing that's necessary, right? Like people were talking about, oh, I'm introverted. Like, sure, but you still need to go out and, inter- and interact with people. And we're getting better at, at learning how to manage that interaction. But do you feel like there's been an increase in um, burnout or uh, stress and anxiety uh, over the past few years that you've noticed come to your office because of those things? A hundred percent. Yes. And I say it like that because I want people to know that they're not alone. Like, you know, with everyone working at home, everybody is kind of feeling, not everyone, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of people are feeling like they are an island. Um, And, uh, you know, exactly what you're talking about, those boundaries between a start time and a stop time, like really are not as clear. Also location, like having a dedicated space to actually work and leave. Yeah. And um, not being able to stumble there at midnight or, you know, <laughs> four in the morning when you can't sleep and you want to work on something. It's mm-hmm. really important to be able to have like, you know, dedicated spaces. And so what I'm seeing is people don't have those boundaries between stop and start so that their brain can switch off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so people are getting burnt out. They're tired. They're tired of being tired. Yeah. And just like you said, like they also need more humans. Oh my gosh, I know. Even, right? even the most introverted of us need oh, humans. Oh man. I feel like I feel like sometimes like their hour that or the hour that the patients get with me is like that's their human time, right? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's like the first I'm, half hour of the appointment is just talking, which is amazing. I love that. But it is it is a, a noticeable increase since the pandemic happened for sure. I would I can echo that as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And then something that I think is interesting about that. So 
Um, we, you brought up before we started recording, like, man, there's over 200 different chiropractic techniques. I had no idea there were so many. And, there are. And apparently you and you and you kind of specialize in some unique ones and kind of bridge a few together. Um, is the technique that you would do specifically um, or specialize in, does that help with uh, burnout and stress management and things like that? Or um, I'll let you kind of take it from there. Yeah. So within chiropractic, there are so many different techniques and, you know, somewhere near 200. And so I would say more than knowing what your chiropractic chiropractor's technique is, is, you know, are, do they practice in a way where you feel really comfortable with them? Um, because if you feel comfortable, it doesn't really matter what they do. Um, but I would say, uh, so I have an analysis that I use, it's called biogeometric integration. And basically it's, uh, how I described it to you. It's a really beautiful way to help read the body so that when I'm adjusting someone, I'm really mindful of the fact that they could have physical stressors. They can have emotional stressors in their life. They can have chemical stressors as well. And Mm. all of those things can dysregulate your nervous system. They can cause aches and pains that don't need to be there. And so when I'm adjusting someone, just even having that perspective that it doesn't always have to be a physical injury that is causing someone to have symptoms is really important for people, especially when it comes to burnout or things that um, maybe, uh, you know, affect our heart. Yeah. Keep us up at night, those types of aches or pains. Yeah. So then what, what do you see with this treatment style? So if it's not less like when you go through, you do the treatment, right? Like, um, how does, uh, how do you, how are you, how are you differentiating? Are you differentiating with the treatment in terms of like the difference in, um, like a physical pain versus like an emotional pain or. Can you kind of explain that to me a little bit more? Yeah. So there's some indicators that people, you can read on someone's body. Now I am not a talk therapist. I'm not someone who that's not my sandbox, right? That's why, you know, we had talked about collaboration is so important because if someone does have something that's very emotional or mental health, like there are really wonderful people out there who can help them with that. Yeah. Um, And so more so for me, it's being mindful of it of the type of care that's given, how it's given, um, the rhythm of the care. I'm, I'm watching how they breathe, how they walk, how they move. Um, I'm looking at symptoms. And so I don't necessarily need to know what the issue is. Yeah. If someone wants to share it, they certainly can. Um, but my job primarily is to just help that their nervous system regulate, because I know if their nervous system can regulate, it can heal itself. It can start that journey of healing. And so my job is to adjust in a way that their nervous system gets turned on, kicked into high gear. And, um, that self-healing starts on the inside and it starts to take care of, you know, the, the accommodations the body has taken for if it was a physical injury or emotional or chemical. And then, you know, adjunctive to that, I would say, you know, I provide chiropractic care, but when someone first comes in, they get a really um, customized care plan that's just for them, just for their body. Yeah. And that can include up to, you know, one to two things that they can do in their life that is going to maximize their care. 
because oh, everybody wants to get better faster. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever gets like a drug that can just like, you know, like cure all problems is going to be just, <laughs> or like just get rid of all pain in, in the healthiest of ways. Right. It's just going to be like just yes. a, a baller, but, uh, but yeah, I think you're spot on. I think that, so when we look at, so, um, I love this approach because when we look at our patients, we're looking at a few different verticals or pillars of their healthcare. We're looking at, we fully understand that, you know, we're physical therapists. So, um, people are, are the main pillar that we're looking at is movement, right? Like what does your movement strategies look like? What do your movement practices look like? All that stuff. Um, so there's movement. Um, we, we consider that a main pillar of health, uh, stress management, um, nutrition and sleep. Mm-hmm. Those Absolutely. are the, those are the four that we look at. And, and to your point, like we are not, um, we're not dietitians, right? We are, uh, we're not sleep specialists and we're, and we're certainly not psychologists, um, or, um, or any type of like mental health therapist. Right. Um, but being a healthcare provider, you do have just enough of a foundation to be well-rounded enough to be like, I can at least have a, the introduction of a conversation. If there's something bigger here, we can refer out because if you, if, if you do try, cause I do think there's, if you do try to stay, uh, to use your analogy too much in the sandbox, right. Um, you're like, hold on. No, no, no. I'm only, I'm obviously drastically oversimplifying. I'm only a chiropractor. I can only, I can only uh, pop your neck, right? Like, uh, or we're only a PT. I can only take you through your therax, right? Like, um, you, you miss a huge piece of the picture of what makes this a human being because they're not just their neck or they're not just, uh, their knee, right. Or they're not just, um, their poor diet. There's a, there's a huge, there, uh, humans are complex. They're dynamic. There's layers typically to anything that's going on. Um, especially when you start working on something like neck pain or back pain or burnout, like there's going to be multiple layers to that. Um, so yeah. So when you get somebody, so walk me through. So if somebody comes in as a patient, right. Um, what can they experience or what can they expect on that? Like first visit experience from you? Yeah. Great question. So when somebody comes in, I already know a little bit about them because I reach out to everybody, um, however they schedule to be able to have at least a phone call to make sure that they're coming in and they're coming into the right office, right? That I'm going to be able to deliver what they are looking for. So when someone comes in, um, I do a really thorough history, uh, probably very similar to what you guys do at your office, a very thorough history, any orthopedic or neurologic tests that need to be done to assess like um, pain or injury, someone's limitations, what's going on. Right. And then something unique that is done in my office is I do a nervous system scan. It's non-invasive and it allows me to see where the chaos is and what the pattern looks like in their bottom, in the, in the entire, um, along the entire spine. And so the beautiful thing about this scan, as opposed to like, other imaging, which I, I do, um, other imaging as well, but, um, it can be done on children and expectant mothers. Oh, that's awesome. And so, uh, again, that's a, that's a big piece of your practice as well as working with like, uh, uh, pregnancy, uh, postpartum. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which is also a stressful time in life for a lot of people. (laughs) I've got a seven month old dad or, you know, I I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, the nervous system scan really gives us something objective. So it's not based on feeling because feeling can change. 
you know, someone could get pulled on the way to the op- pulled by a cop on the way to the office and then have a terrible day and everything feel like worse. Um, or they could be having found out they won the lotto and suddenly things feel a little bit better. You know, there are things yeah. that can change our perception of pain. But the great thing about these scans is it just shows objectively where is the chaos so that when I'm caring for them, I can be really intentional about it. And we're not guessing so much. Mm, That's awesome. And you're so right. I, uh, there's, I always, I, I always, uh, think about this patient. Uh, I think about her quite a bit. Um, and it's because it was the first, like, like, uh, such a strong, uh, demonstration of how our environment or our, our, uh, stress and our mental well being impacts pain. Right. Um, this was a person, she came in. Um, she came in in like a wheelchair, not because she needed, like she didn't need it, but not because there's like anything like drastically going on, right? Like she wasn't a wheel bound pound, a wheel uh, chair bound patient. She was, um, her Achilles, she had bilateral or she had Achilles tendon, uh, Achilles pain on both sides of her, uh, body, right. On both Achilles tendons. And she, uh, couldn't walk because of how painful it was. She had had all the imaging in the world. She had had all the scans in the world. Um, but a lot of what I worked on uh, or, or at the beginning was letting her, essentially like letting her know it's okay that she's super stressed out, right? She, one, she's a, she's a high performer individual, right? At, in both life and at work, right? And her work is her soul and her passion and she's, and she identifies with it. So I was like, but she was being told that, that was a bad thing and it really stressed her out. Anyway, um, essentially like gave her the freedom to be like, that's okay. Um, but let's start off on some simple things we worked on a lot of the mental health stuff uh, as much as I could, as well as like allowing her to exercise in ways that were uh, impactful and meaningful instead of like, this is how you should do things. And we were able to actually start like walking around and then um, and she was doing great. Then somebody very close to her um, passed away uh, unexpectedly. And man, it was overnight, a complete 180 back to square one uh, came in the next day in a wheelchair. I was like, what is going on? Um, her heel pain was coming. I was like, what did you do? Like nothing. And then like, as our conversations were going on, she was talking about how her really close relative passed. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. This is like, uh, one, I feel super, I mean, this is a horrible situation for you, but like, what a strong demonstration of the power of our nervous system to impact our perception of pain. Right. Absolutely. And, um, I know you're probably familiar with it, but if anyone's listening and wants to know more about that, Um, The Body Keeps Score is a great book resource for how, you know, our nervous system, the things that happen to us have an imprint on us and the things that happen that affect us emotionally can certainly impact us physically. Um, There's enough research data out there, you know, to show that. And I'm sure, you know, people have had an experience with that in their own life so they can have their own experience with that, but, um, totally. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And so what do you have people ever come in and they're like, Hey, look, Dr. Carolina, I drink way too much coffee. (laughs) Like (laughs) help me please. (laughs) So I don't know if anyone's ever been like, no, actually I have had people say I, cause one of my questions is, Um, do you consume any coffee, energy drinks or stimulants like that? Mm. 
And people will say coffee and I'll say, how many cups and how do you drink it? All of that matters. I mean, that's how detailed the initial exam is. And, um, you know, you have to meet people where they are. Sometimes just showing up is all they've got left in their tank. And sometimes they're ready to make a change. So, you know, maybe they're drinking 10 cups of coffee a day. Um, You know, I would meet them where they're at. Can we stop drinking by two (laughs) o'clock? Can we, can we (laughs) limit it so that we can start to help your sleep cycle, you know, pick up in a more natural way? Um, And then do you want to get rid? Do you want to stop drinking coffee? I think that's, that's Mm -hmm. a really important question because um, so much in, um, you know, like mainstream healthcare, that the patient is truly not a patient or they are truly just a patient. They are um, not really a participant in the process. And you you, you and I, uh, we work in fields that I think are um, great at being inclusive with people and, and, you know, they have to show up for it and be part of the process. Yeah. So one of that is saying, do you, are you ready to let, like, let's talk about coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what a, what a, what a cool question to ask too. Like, do you want to give up coffee? Like you don't have to, right? Like there's. Yeah. And I've had someone say, that's my only joy in life right now. And I say, you know what? We're not messing with joy. Yeah. We'll we'll work with something else and we'll get, we'll get back to that later. Um, Because as someone's body self-regulates, they will want and desire different things. Mm, That's so awesome. So do you, um, is nutrition something that you work on with people? It is now. Um, and I would say more superficially. So I don't necessarily like if someone has a specific need, um, you know, there are dietitians, nutritionists that can help with that, but on a general, uh, health and helping someone have healthy physiology. Yes. I do help people with the nutrition side to make sure that they're, they're, um, getting the building blocks they need so that as they're healing, they get the best results. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, I'm right there with you. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and like, say like, Oh, you're, you're deficient on vitamin B. Like, here's all these things that we need to do. Right. Like, or like, um, because there's, there's healthcare providers out there that'll help you way more than I can in that boat. But, um, I could definitely, uh, if you want to help you decrease how much of that, if you're drinking 10 cups of coffee a day, we can work on that. Right. Like, <laughs> we Absolutely. Can, we, can de- we can decrease that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and to that note really quick, I also think it's really interesting too. And everyone's like, um, oh, I drink so much caffeine. I'm like, well, how much do you drink? And they're like, oh, I drink like 150 milligrams a day. I'm like, you know, that's not nothing, but it's also not that much either in the grand scheme of things. Like, uh, like, uh, cause we work with a lot of athletes over where we're, uh, where we're at, right. Like, sure. um, not exclusively, um, but it's a lot. And, um, I'm like, you realize the studies that they do on people where they test the effectiveness of caffeine, like they're like, they're it's up there. Like they're doing like two, 300 milligrams of caffeine at a time or more, right? Like, uh, we, our body can handle this. It does not mean that we should do it, but I, I think it's pretty powerful how much our body can handle, adapt, adjust. And to your point, like we'll demand different things at different points in life too. So, um, I think that's really cool that you even like, uh, include people in that discussion of well, what do you want? Right. Like, um, and then the whole idea of like, sometimes it's all they can do just to like, 
they've spent they've spent all their energy just getting in the door right like um we were actually having that conversation just a few weeks ago where it's tough to you have to remember how vulnerable it is to like say like yeah i'll come be a patient of yours right like or i need help um I, you know i have this pain that i can't get past or i have this issue that i can't get over um that's a very vulnerable place to be you know like like when's the I was talking to my staff. I was like, when's the last time you went to uh, and saw saw PT for something? Because we all trained. Like I know some popped up, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, it's been a I don't know if I ever have. Like, why? Yeah, right. Like it's it's vulnerable to do that. And uh, so yeah, I do think that's a really powerful thing to recognize for healthcare providers as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's vulnerable. It's um, it's brave to go and, you know, there's a lot of hope that people are putting in that they hope they're in the right place. They hope they're with the right Mm. provider. They hope that person will see them as more than a piece of meat, right? (laughs) Like it's not just arm hurt, fixed arm. It's like, there's a human attached to that arm. There's, you know, a person and you have to see and address the person. Uh And that's what I feel like I, you know, that's the goal when I'm adjusting someone to adjust the whole person versus, you know, dissecting them into parts. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's take that first patient or that first patient visit, right? Um, yeah. what, are, what are some potential treatments that they can anticipate when they're with you, right? Like, um, is there like, uh, cause I know like every person's different. So I'm not gonna be like, what would they do on visit? Two? <laughs> like that's, that's silly. Like that's not, that's never going to be the case. Cause I'm sure it's not the case for like, the same or two people ever. Right. Um, but what are some generalities in terms of treatments or like next steps that they can anticipate after you've gone through, you got all that data on them? Yeah. So like you said, every person is really different. Totally. And so, um, they can expect, so I take their nervous system scan. I take, if they have imaging, like x-rays, if they've had an MRI, Um, and they're how they say, like how they explain being in their body. Are they comfortable? Are they not? What's their pain level? What, what is it like for them? And that's how I can determine, you know, based on clinical experience and, and just history, how long is it going to take this person to start to see results? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how much time are they going to need to invest? How often do they need to come in? Um, And so that is going to be super dependent on the person and also how invested they are in their care. Yeah. So if, you know, you know, when people show up and they're like, I'm ready to do show up for myself, they're Mm -hmm. going to get a different result than someone that's like, just do whatever you need to do. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. How active do they want to be in their care? Right. Like, yeah, uh, that's a huge difference. Are you going to actually do the things that we want you to do when you're out when you're outside of the clinic? Because that's what I only get you for an hour, my guy, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah it's like living outside of this. It, and I say the same, same thing. It's, you know, you live your whole life. I see you like such a small amount. Uh, I really start with the basics. Like how is someone fueling their body with food or not? Mm-hmm. How are they hydrating? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at their sleep. And so if we can start to regulate those types of things, that people start to feel better faster. And I would say one of the bigger things that I teach people, and I'm actually about to have a workshop on it, but I'll go and teach people um, different breathing techniques. So if you can control your breath, you can control the peace you feel in your body. That's you amazing. get to control your physiology because that's the first thing that really changes 
whenever there is fear, anxiety, or um, in anticipation of the unknown, we hold our breath. So yeah. the world has kind of collectively been holding its breath for a little <laughs> while. And, sure. you know, I just tell people, you're going to be breathing anyway. Let's do it well. And <laughs> yeah. teach you how. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know, there's this real interesting study. I, I often pull it up, but like the, um, it looked at, uh, it, it, there's some term it's called like email apnea. It's not that it's something along those lines that are like tech technology apnea. I don't remember, but it's essentially how it's very common for people to just stop breathing when they uh, are reading emails and like their respirate, their respiratory rate goes way down. It'll go like 45, 60 seconds before in between breaths. And like, it's people just holding their breath, like reading through their emails. And it's, insane like of course you have stress at that point think about all the co2 you're building up in your body absolutely and then when people practice that you know they practice holding their breath and they're not doing it intentional of course that not. is a primitive reflex that has helped them survive mm -hmm. um but uh you know when you hold your breath then we start to see lots of muscle tension and then we'll start to see aches and pains and people are like i hold my my tension in my shoulders and you'll start to see maybe digestion issues because you have to have good breathing for good digestion. Yeah. So um, it's just a cascade of things when people start to, um, you know, unknowingly unconsciously holding their breath. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's insane. Right. Um, well, this has been great. I tell you what, if somebody wanted to reach out to you or learn more about your practice, because they should, um, what would be some good ways for them to get in contact with you or learn more about you or uh, expo be exposed to your brand a little bit more? What are some cool things? Yeah. So um, they are welcome to check out the website. Um, Instagram is, is a, a hot spot right place. now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and on Instagram, you know, there's ways to get to um, the link tree. So there are constantly events in the office. You guys know I'm very collaborative with other providers in the community that come in and do events. I also do my own. And so if somebody wants to uh, dip their toe in the water, that'd be a great way to be introduced to the office. They can meet me, see other people who are under care, kind of observe. Um, and then if somebody just wants to jump in and, you know, talk about care, they can reach out through the, the website has all that contact information. Amazing. Awesome. Um, well, Dr. Carolina, I know your time is super valuable. I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to get on the podcast with me and just expose our audience to like who you are and what you do and be able to talk shop a little bit about some of the, some of, uh, what's, uh, what total healthcare looks like, because you're definitely taking the whole picture into account and that's a rarity to see in the, in today's medicine. So, uh, thank you so much for what you do. And, uh, I'm looking forward to having you on again at some point. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.